0: Hi there, I'm Shelly, a military wife and a mother of two.
1: Hello, I am your long-lost friend,
0: Paula. (laughs) And we're so glad you listeners are coming along with us each week on this journey of discovering what really matters in life from a biblical and a practical perspective. Yes, Paula, it's awesome to have you back. (laughs) Cindy and I have been missing you.
1: Well, that's so good to be back. Um, Well, we are nighttime here, and it is quiet. You no longer hear the coquiz. Those of you who heard the coquiz when I was in Puerto Rico, I was in Puerto Rico for 27 years as a missionary there. And come September, I had to return back home here to Wisconsin to help my mom. So now rather than the coquiz, I am wrapped up in a in a shawl and some tights, and, um, yeah, it's a bit chilly. But I am so thankful, so grateful to how God is leading. You know, sometimes, um, you know, when you're looking forward and trying to make plans and um, it all looks glorious and everything looks like, oh, it will come by and come together so well, and then you get here and it goes okay and then as it keeps going you wonder okay lord what what is going on mm-hmm. you know what is your plan what is your purpose and um so i am you know sometimes to be honest it is um, kind of a scary you know transition it becomes a point where you know here you are. You think you're settled. You know, when I was in Puerto Rico, I had my job. I had my home. I had my routine. I had my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I was settled there. And so you feel like you are uprooted and and move back home. And yeah, I was excited to come back home. Um, There was a lot of life and energy and enthusiasm. I have a a very good local Baptist church that I'm very, very pleased to be with. And lots of things going on, many ministries going on and opportunities to serve. But yet you still don't feel like you fit or you don't know where you fit. Um, In Puerto Rico, you could be walking along the street and the doors might be closed. But the windows are still open, and I finally just seemed like the. There was just um much more of a hospitality mentality, a friendlier atmosphere, um especially like amongst neighbors and people you would see. And so you know, in Bridget, Wisconsin, last week was twenty two below zero. Twenty two <laughs> oh <my>
0: below.
1: <laughs> I took my gloves off outside. I was outside for. I went to walk over to our gymnasium, and I took my gloves off. Inside the car, took my gloves off to make a phone call. And my fingers felt like they were freezing. Mm-hmm. And so, so fast and such a short time. Mm-hmm. We are in February. That means we only have one more month. And then we're in March. So spring is coming, folks. <laughs> spring is coming. So we just keep on holding on. But anyway, as, I, as I'm looking at 2022, I guess the word this year that has been on my mind so much is eternity. Mm-hmm. Eternity. You know, eternity has no end. And the only thing that is eternal is our soul. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a very good opportunity to witness to my uh, second cousin of mine and a very good conversation with him um, and reminding him, you know, but what about eternity? And sometimes we are so focused on here and now. Um, Sometimes with COVID, everything is so focused on, oh, you know, what if I get COVID? Okay. What if you get COVID? What if you die? Okay. But you know, there's more beyond just here and now and that I don't want to sound cold. I mean, it's cold in Wisconsin, so I don't want to be cold, but I, I don't want to be incompassionate. but sometimes we have to keep very clear in our mind that our soul is eternal. And this week, I just started this week um, meeting with a lady. Um, it has been a real blessing to on Mondays. I, I meet with two ladies, just started this week with one lady, and we are going to study the book of Ecclesiastes. Does anyone know what you know about Ecclesiastes? Mm-hmm. Every week that Shelley has a podcast, she's talking about Ecclesiastes. <laughs> oh, I'll get to that in a minute. We are just starting our study this week on Ecclesiastes. But in Puerto Rico, um, I went to the study. With the ladies there in Puerto Rico in Sunday school. And it was an awesome study. I had used, um, Jim Berg. Uh, he has, uh, like 13 lessons on, out of, uh, Ecclesiastes. Very, very good. Shelly will put them in the footnotes or the show notes there. And then I was also looking at, um, Warren Wearsby's book on Be Satisfied. But, um, but I cannot find my Spanish notes. So I'm telling Shelly, I'm going to have to go through and restudy. And get some fresh notes. And, um, and so maybe the Lord just wants to reteach me mm-hmm. what I thought I had learned from Ecclesiastes before. So, um, so yeah, just thinking of sharing some thoughts, um, from there. Um, but also on Monday, I meet with a, a young girl and we're just going through, uh, um, a new believer's discipleship. Mm-hmm. And that's really been a blessing to hear her growing and asking questions. On Tuesdays, I have a children's Spanish class. I had the range of five-year-old to 11-year-old, and I had like six non-readers, so I've had some drop out of the class, and I understand it because, you know, when you start reading and start writing things, and they're lost, but um, but anyway, so Tuesdays I do a Spanish class with uh, with elementary children, and I really, really enjoy it.
0: Well, it's really great to hear what God's been doing in your life since you have come back from Puerto Rico. When you have been in a country for 27 years, as you have, and then to come back to America, it's your homeland, but it's not. And you probably felt more comfortable in Puerto Rico, and yet you're kind of in limbo, right? And so I know as listeners have been wondering where you are, and uh, some have been praying and asking how you're doing um, I want to encourage listeners to pray for you as you transition back to the States, uh, whatever that looks like, you know, for however long you will be here, that you'll be able to find a job, find work, and find, you know, those ministries where you can fit in.
1: Right. Yes, I am I am looking. You know, my first option would be able to be do something with language, but I'm not certified in education, so I need to check into that. Um, my next option would be to maybe do home health care or work in a nursing home with the elderly um, would be my next option and I went to our facilities here and they don't need anyone right now there's no positions available Mm. and my third option which is the one that's kind of responding more is a a factory um, a factory kind of job and so so yeah if you all want to be with me on that Um, they are playing off the idea maybe allowing me to work only three days for eight hours and so that would be kind of nice because then I can still continue um, the Bible studies on Mondays and the Spanish class on Tuesdays and um, so but yeah but I know my my Heavenly Father who brought me here Mm -hmm. he knows what I need and he has a plan for me so so sometimes, you know, people probably think that, oh, well, you know, Shelly and Paul and Cindy, they they have life all put together and they don't have any concerns or <laughs> any worries or, or they're always talking about how God is good to them. So mm-hmm. they must just have an easy life. But I'm I'm so thankful the Lord does guide us. You know, I can't say that I've had a hard life, but I cannot say that sometimes we don't get a little bit anxious or just wondering. Right you know, we have those changes in in life or transitions of okay, now, now, what am I doing, but mm-hmm. in those times, you take a deep breath and you take more walks and you talk more with the Lord and you seek his his guidance and his strength. So I'm so thankful
0: that, yeah. yes,
1: even in times of, oh, what are we doing? Where are we going? What's gonna happen?
0: Yeah. And as you study the book of Ecclesiastes, I know you've gone through it before, but I'm sure your heart will be challenged in a different way. You're in a different season of life. And Ecclesiastes even talks about there's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to plant. There's a time to reap. So every season of life, God meets us where we're at. And I'd love to hear more about what God has taught you in the past and what you hope to learn in the future.
1: Well, I know, um, like I said, I did not find my notes. I have been looking for my Spanish notes, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to have to start all over. Um, But this week we were just meeting, I was just meeting with my friends, and when we remember that the book of Ecclesiastes is written by the wisest man Mm. that ever lived, which was King Solomon. And when we understand that, you know, that God had asked him what he wanted, you know, he could have anything he wanted. And he told God that he wanted to have wisdom to know how to rule the people. And God told him that even, you know, because he did not ask for fame, he did not ask for the life of his enemies, he did not ask for riches, God gave him the wisdom. And God gave him riches as well. Uh, King Solomon was a, a very blessed man with many, many opportunities and many abilities. And as you read Ecclesiastes, it's interesting to note that Song of Solomon was written while Solomon was a young man mm-hmm. and, you know, newly married. And and then, it, then Proverbs goes into where he's more maturing and he's learning and he's growing. And then Ecclesiastes is as an old man. And, looking back, um, it's very interesting how to see that chapter two and verse four, he says, "I made me great works, I builded me houses, I planted me vineyards, I made me gardens and orchards, I planted trees and them of all kind of true fruits. I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens, and had servants born in my house." Also, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold and the peculiar treasure of kings and of province. I got me men's singers and women's singers and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me and whatsoever my eyes de- desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought, and on the labor that I had labored to do, and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. And I I remember reading this book, and I would kind of dread coming to Ecclesiastes, because I was like... Okay, he has, he has no hope, you know? <laughs> okay, because later he says something about, you know, you work and you labor to have, and then you die and you leave your inheritance to people who don't even care. So does it, what does it matter to work so hard to have all these funds to just die and leave them? And, and so I was like, oh, I don't understand this book. This book is just so empty. On sermon audio, I came across Jim Burr who did like a 13-lesson study on Ecclesiastes, and it was so, so good. I took notes in my notebook, and then I I received a book of um, Be Satisfied by Warren Wiersbe on Ecclesiastes. And so when I was teaching the Ladies Sunday School class in Puerto Rico, it was an awesome study. As I said, I lost my notes in Spanish, so now I'm going to redo it all over again. But folks, it was such a blessing because um, at the end of Ecclesiastes, you know, um, Ecclesiastes kind of concludes his whole book at the end, but he says in verse 11, the words of the wise are as goads and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And further, by these, my son, be admonished, of making many books, there is no end. And much study is weariness of the flesh. That's very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the key to the book of Ecclesiastes is the words of the wise are as goads and as nails. And um a goad is a like a prong, a long rod that pokes you, that pokes you to kind of get you in the right direction. And so... The whole book of ecclesiastic is, is Solomon is giving you a goad to kind of poke you and reminding you under the sun there is it's nothing. Vanity as in nothing, empty, of no value, because in eternity, that is what is a value. So even as you know, as one walks through life and trying to figure out how to make life here work but keeping in perspective of eternity. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to have my secular work control me so that I'm not able to be, to make an internal investment at the same time. You know, um, I want to remember that I am a pilgrim passing through. This is not my home. You know, that um I'm on a journey and I'm not to the finish line yet, you know, to keep everything in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, chapter one of verse 14, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Kind of like what he had said in in, in chapter two, you know, that everything under here is, but yet at the same time, right, Shelley, you know, it's not to say that, okay, well, I'm going to sit and just wait, you know, for the Lord to come back, or I'm mm-hmm. just going to sit and wait for, for the Lord to take me home. But it is that, Lord, help me to take advantage advantage of every day take advantage of every moment because I want to make a, an investment in eternity and I'm so very thankful for so many people and so many churches who took an investment you know in the ministry there in Puerto Rico and and to God be the glory you know the souls that were saved and the churches that are being run by by young men who were in Bible Club you know with mm-hmm. me and and that was, you know, that was all eternity invested. And I'm so thankful for the people who invested in that eternity and um, pray that the Lord can help me to continue to make, you know, make um, investments into eternity, you know, in my own life. But I guess just the fact of of eternity and under the sun, there is a big difference. Mm. That's kind of just an introduction. We'll have to come back later with more <laughs> with more truth from Ecclesiastes,
0: <laughs> yeah, those are some some great thoughts, and when you are talking, like you said there at the end that some people might read Ecclesiastes and be like, "Well, then why should I do anything at all? Why should I take any risk, or why should I strategically plan my life, or you know take opportunities? It's all vanity anyway." And so they just sit down or they just be lazy or they don't care how they perform or what they do in life. And that's not at all what God wants us to do, right? Uh, he says, redeem the time because the days are evil, as he right. tells us. Right. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11, the very first verse says, cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. There's that sowing and reaping or that giving and receiving. And so there should be risk, and there should be that drive to take every opportunity that we can make a difference in the lives of people. And yes, eternity does matter. So take those opportunities, you know, redeem that time now. In the very first verse of chapter 12, the final book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, it says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. And I think that's what we need to do, even as we mature or as we get older in life for everyone, we should remember, recall what God has done and how he has blessed us over the years. I really appreciate you sharing being vulnerable, Paula. (laughs) It's hard to do that, right? And just to share what God is teaching you and he's using his word to help you and you in turn are helping other people. So as you are having this Bible study with a friend, well, it's encouraging you through what you're going through in life right now. So yes, it is amazing
1: when, when one can share the word of God with, with someone else. Wow. It really encourages and Mondays are a highlight to be, I'm um, now with those two different ladies, Um, because, again, to be able to edify one another through the word. Um, I mean, the one girl, she has a lot of questions. And so even as we're reading the scripture, she'll she'll be real serious. Are you OK? Yeah. Just thinking on that. That is so, so true. I never saw that. And it's just so encouraging mm-hmm. to see how God and the Holy Spirit, you know, is teaching her through his word. And, um, and so, you know, whenever we can uh, take the word of God and, and share it with someone else, it does, you know, thrill our soul and it does fill us. So, um, so I pray that, you know, I will be able to be involved in that still, whatever kind of work place I get, you know, be able to, um,
0: And, you know, encourage one another in the word. So, um, so, yes. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, you are good to pray for other people in our past podcast. So in closing, I want to pray for you that God would just help you as you transition back from Puerto Rico to the States, that you'll be able to find a job. I know it might seem vanity to have to work, but we got to eat, right? You have bills to take care of. And so I think that's a big part that churches don't often realize that, you know, here you've been faithful on the mission field for so many years. Now you come back to America and you need to support yourself and you're helping your mom. And you also have a ministry to helping other people. So yeah, I just uh, pray that the Lord will bless you. So let's pray in closing. And then if you would, read the last couple of verses of Ecclesiastes because King Solomon was one of the wisest men who ever lived. So yeah, okay. let's pray. Dear Father, I'm so grateful for your love and your grace in our lives. Thank you for bringing Paula back to the podcast. I know um with her new schedule being back in America, she's not always able to record with us every week, but I pray that you will help her as she tries to uh, segue back into life here in America and how it can be challenging to get back in sync with the culture and with the climate and with all the changes that have happened in the many years since she's been away. So I pray you will give her grace and give her many more opportunities to serve you. I pray too that you will help uh, churches to just be encouraging to her and and, uh, realize that she needs some time to kind of get her feet back on the ground. And I ask that if it be your will, you could provide a job for her where she will physically be able to endure it and where she can still have time to do her discipleship and her ministry opportunities at her church. Thank you for her friendship. And I pray that you will just continue to bless and guide her. Thank you for the study that we've learned some truths from the book of ecclesiastes and i pray that all of us will take it to heart that we would realize yes things do seem vain in life and yet there's so many more doors of opportunity that you give us that we can make it count for eternity in jesus name i pray Amen. amen we've been talking about solomon today and he was one of the wisest men who ever lived In his book of Ecclesiastes found in the Bible, Solomon talks about sorrows and the futility of a life without God. And in his concluding verses in the book of Ecclesiastes, King Solomon says what, Paula? (laughs) Let
1: us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing whether it be good or whether it be evil.
0: Until next time, look to the Lord, because it does matter. Amen. God bless y'all. Bye for now.